This episode of Take It to the House is brought to you by Mesa Trophies and Plaques. Now, take it to the house. I'm Dr. C. Victor Herbin III, and I'm taking it to the house. I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover, and I'm taking it to the house. I'm Dr. Jania Hoover, and what I'm taking to the house today has to relate to the Washington football team. I saw a headline yesterday that said they have um, settled a $1.6 million lawsuit related to Dan Snyder, who is the owner of that team, related to sexual misconduct. And while my issue isn't directly with him or with that team, it does seem to be a broader one within the realm of the NFL, um, as well as a lot of other organizations. And without getting into all the details, I'll say that it's very important for there to be diversity in terms of leadership, because when there isn't, these types of issues come up over and over and over again. You know, whether we're talking about um, sexual misconduct, I think there are up to like 15 or 17 allegations towards Dan Snyder or issues of domestic violence or sexual assault related to players like uh, Roethlisberger on the Steelers. So it's really important that we get to a point where these corporations, whether it's the NFL or others, are not excusing um, this type of harm and violence towards others. Victor, what's on your mind? Wow. When we start talking about leadership, it's amazing. The last few weeks, we talked about poor leadership in the NFL. Um, one way you want to congratulate what's happening with the Washington football team that has been exposed. Uh, another highlight over there, there is a new black general manager over there, Washington football team. So something to start recognizing, are they cleaning house? What are they doing? How long have these situations been pervasive in the organization? But there goes, again, it's a cultural thing. So it's great to see that they're cleaning house, but it's sad to see that this has gone on as long as it has. But in the realm of leadership, Another name that I want to bring to everyone's attention, Andrew Barry. That's right, Andrew Barry. Who is he? He is the Cleveland Browns general manager. So what? Why are we talking about general managers here? Well, we know my expertise is in leadership. And I want to highlight Andrew Barry, the general manager for the Cleveland Browns. Why? Because look at their record, they're 10 and 4. Not only that, a black general manager. We have an issue within the NFL where they're not giving a lot of opportunities to blacks. Uh, for uh, senior executive positions, let alone coaching. So to see what Andrew Barry has been able to do in one year. Now, I am an AFC North guy, but what he's been able to do in one year, Cleveland Browns are now one game out of first place. In one year, he's took that team from a subpar 500 team last year to now 10 and 14, one game out of first place, hired a new coach. They have a new uh, Baker Mayfield playing like a brand new quarterback. So again, we start talking about leadership, start talking about stable organizations and culture. You have the Washington football team, and now you're looking at what Andrew Berry has done in one year with the Cleveland Browns. So uh, when we start looking at moving forward, come on, NFL, give these black uh, leaders an opportunity to excel at the higher levels. Definitely will not be disappointed. What are you thinking about, huh? Well, my burn is uh, Daniel Snyder's of the world. Uh, Old Boy Network, uh, Hush Money, continues today. And I hate to see it happen. It needs to be exposed and it needs to be taken care of and eliminated. 
And Andrew Berry, congratulations to what you're doing. Good luck in your future. Just know uh, we're all proud of you as a man of color that you do what you do. I want to remind the NBA uh, basketball players why they boycotted just a few months ago. That was August. Why they boycotted. There was a shooting in Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin, of uh, Jacob Blake. The reason why I'm bringing it up today is that you showed the world that you had power by boycotting a few games. Not the, the world. Baseball soccer, football, people just stop sports in general. The players did. And you showed that you can affect economic power within the U United States and all over the world. Why, do, why am I bringing that up? Well, I want to remind you that you still have a, a responsibility to me for activism. Don't let it die off because you're not in the bubble any longer and because the season has started. I want to, want, I want to see what you're going to do as an encore. So NBA, please, why? Because we have other like brothers and sisters and other people of color and white people as well looking for someone to help, looking for somebody to do something about what we call social reform, police reform, education reform, social injustices in America and all over the world. So please, NBA players, don't stop with what you started. Please, we're looking forward to keep going. The NBA started last night. The Lakers all of our favorite team, Unk is decked out. Um, they got their rings. They unfortunately lost, but uh, I was reminded that the Clippers won this matchup last year as well. And we all know what happened in, in uh, at the end of the season. So if if you know we're ending the same way we started, I'm okay with that. My issue and concern related to the NBA today has to deal with. Harden, James Harden, who we talked about uh, last week, definitely. But um, James Harden, the Houston Rockets, the um, COVID-19 that we're dealing with, and the fact that this game between the Houston Rockets and the Oklahoma City Thunder had to be postponed due to um, breaking of protocols and, and a lack of contact tracing or because of contact tracing. So to me, I feel like with these situations, if this is happening on the first day and um, they're having to postpone games, Victor, how do you think that's going to impact the rest of the season, especially because the NBA teams are a lot smaller than the NFL teams? Remember, we talked a couple of weeks ago about how the Broncos played um, – a game without any quarterbacks, but in the NBA, we, we don't have um, those abilities. So what are you thinking? Well, first, I'm very tempted to start cueing a circus music. It's early in the season, but I'm looking for dancing bears, and I started seeing the bearded lady starting to put on her makeup, but I'm not going to get excited right now. It is sad to see what's happening on day two of the NBA, and you made a great point. You made an excellent point. The difference between the NBA and NFL, NFL has week-long seasons, so they only play one time a week. NBA is similar to baseball, where you play two to three times a week. So now we're dealing with a 72-game season, and unlike baseball, you have a smaller team. You only put 10 to 12 members of a basketball team. So I gave Adam Silver kudos early year and how he's able to repackage his product and get ready in the bubble. 
But this is December. This is not the same coronavirus as it was in March. And I've asked about it many times over the last few weeks. What is this COVID plan? They're not doing a bubble. Are they doing it regionally? And what we've seen already in day two, this thing is about to get out of control. I'm rooting for a lot of things. Of course, I'm rooting for something to talk about. So this content is great. But I'm sad because I do not want it to impact NBA like it impacted the NFL. Because if you have a COVID protocol or you have someone tested positive uh, on a basketball team, they're out two weeks. Two weeks when you play two or three times a, a week, that's about six games. So now on a 72-game season, you're missing six to eight games. That can be detrimental to a team. So this is where leadership definitely comes into play, whether you're general managers, head coaches, or organizational leaders, CEOs, to say, this is what we're going to do for our team. We're going to create some self-contained bubble, whatever that is. But when this gets out of control, like what's happening in Houston, there already was a leadership hot mess. You're now about to see it get very crazy. And it's unfortunate for OKC, who done everything right, who was ready to play tonight, having to deal with a James Harden situation in Houston and whatever else he's doing at the strip clubs that has impacted now their ability to have a game. And that's sad. And now it's time for Adam Silver to show what he's been able to do for the last six months since he raced and rushed for a 72-day 72, uh, 72 split from the end of the last season. What does this new package look like? And I haven't seen it yet. What do you say, Um. I'm lost for words, really, uh, because it's day two. And in a normal season, you have 82 games, but you're still right. You know, there are three or four games in a week. There's three or four other teams that are going to be affected. So Oklahoma City didn't deserve this. They, they were fully in compliant. Seemingly to me, you're going to have to probably punish the Houston Rockets and or other teams who fail to comply with league rules or, or protocol. So 72 game season, you mentioned it. Uh, I, I, Every game has to count. And so where do you build in some of those breaks? I don't know, uh, Vic. Uh, Dr. Hoover, Dr. Herman, I really don't know. This is my sport. This is the game that I follow closely. And uh, Adam Silver, don't be like the NFL. We talked about that before, please. But I believe it's going to be like the NFL where you're just going to plod your way through it. You're going to just find a way and make it through Somehow penalties need to be in place where there's lack of compliance. But last night we were talking about uh, Boogie Cousins. We're talking about John Wall. They were getting their haircut. Pretty innocent situation. They're getting their haircut, but they're around somebody else who's positive. So due to contact tracing, they have to sit to the side. So they really didn't do anything wrong. And so in not doing anything wrong, anything wrong but the same uh, ripple effect it's still in a place. So, wow, I don't know, Vic. You're talking about leadership. You're talking about organizational management, how they're going to handle the, pro the protocols or lack of protocols or what are they going to put in place to prevent this? You can't. You just can't. Uh, you talk about the NFL had the black eye. Talk about the Ravens in particular. We talked about Denver Broncos. Well, it's happening to Houston today. Who is it going to be tomorrow? And because of an innocent situation that they happen to be due to contact tracing and no fault of their own, this is going to happen again. So uh, eager like you, Vic, to find out uh, Adam Silver and, and the, the thinking heads up there that you have in the NBA offices, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? The interesting thing you say um, is that it took almost the NFL about four weeks before they had the first COVID case. 
So here it is again. This is day two. And it's the sad part. It's the scary part because you got so much of the league ahead of you within the NBA. And so how do they start doing these chess pieces? NFL has built-in buys. Yes, they didn't do it the right way where I thought they could have done a four-week and then you have a split or two weeks. But NFL at least has built-in buys. The only buy the NBA has is during the All-Star break. And that's not till what, February and March time frame. So now you're dealing with another constraint that how they structured the league where you want to cram 72 games, but you don't have any built-in breaks. So now teams are playing against other teams and they're also playing against COVID. And I don't think, I think leadership is behind on how they're going to build contingency plans. That's not going to penalize other teams. Uh, it, it, it's, 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 it's the unknown. Yeah. I, I wonder if we're going to make it through or if they're going to change, you know, midstream, because we, what do we know? The bubble does work. How come they didn't think of a regional bubble kind of situation? You know, I, I don't know, but to just think that it's not going to, what you, the old ways are going to work, even with COVID living and working with COVID, it's not going to work, Adam Silver, because you're, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, and you guys may have a little more information up there in the NBA league offices, but it doesn't look like it's going to work. This is day two. Oklahoma City, who are they going to play next? They're off to whoever. Who's, uh, uh, excuse me, who's Houston Rockets going to be playing next? And they're going to have to wait. So it's impacting multiple teams and multiple players. And so when, when do you put your heels in this, dig your heels in, Adam Silver, leagues, owners and say enough is enough let's go to the regional bubble system or go to a bubble system uh or is that part of the plan i don't know yeah that's the that's the sad part because when i do look at again i applauded adam silver he, he stopped in march was able to reboot june and july so even when they rebooted in june july assume that COVID's still going to be here in december so what does it look like they still had the chance to watch how the nfl fumbled they watch how NCAA is trying to hodgepodge a college football playoff. So you still had time. While I congratulate you on one side, I'm, I, I have to condemn you on the other because you, you knew this was coming. Even if it's a regional bubble, I at least would love to see pundits say, hey, these are some things that the NBA is considering. I heard about the 72 game versus 82 games. We start December, start in January. Got it. I would love to hear them talk about this is how we think we can do this. Regional bubble. Uh, conference bubble, city, whatever it is, uh, but they didn't share that. And now as a fan, I'm ready for tip-off, and I'm ready to see a full game season minimally impacted. And they have failed to do that. They failed to show me how they're going to do that so that my viewership is going to be increased. My viewership is going to not be uh, sacrificed by haphazard uh, leadership. It's unfortunate that, number one, we're still dealing with this issue of COVID-19. We are all fatigued. We are all over it. But yes. Victor, to your point, the fact that we are, you know, as sports fans, as citizens, having to watch these um, protocols being broken and, and, and negative outcomes happening over and over and over again. And you're right. We're, we, we know where this is going. We can reasonably assume that they are going to find a way to continue the season. But like we've seen with the NFL and with the uh, NCAA, the product that we've gotten is just, yes. it's inferior. It's its lesser than, it is not good. 
And as a fan, and I've been watching, you know, um, I'm I'm contributing to that. I am participating in knowing that this isn't a good thing and and you know being so you know desiring of it that I'm willing to accept any you know any little thing to you know the detriment of really society as as a whole. So you know on that note, switching gears, last week we didn't talk about the Steelers. I said that they weren't worth having the conversation. Um, I'm trying not to laugh right now, but this this week I do want to get into that conversation because the the fans of this team, you know, the pundits on the other shows, they have not um, their 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 tune has changed related to the Steelers. And honestly, watching watching them get dismantled last week, I did not think that the Steelers were as good as their record showed for those, I think it was 11 games that they won in a row, but I did not expect them to get really dismantled the way that they did. The Steelers got mollywopped, <laughs> plain and simple. Honestly, this is not your dad's Pittsburgh Steelers. And Vic, you can talk more about this. This is your division and you're probably pretty happy right about now because it helped, allows your Ravens to possibly creep on in, maybe even get to that one spot if, well, maybe not. It's not enough games left, but uh, thank you for this opportunity, uh, Jania, Dr. Hoover. I appreciate it. The Pittsburgh Steelers are not your dad's Pittsburgh Steelers. Why do I say that? Back in the day, they had offense, they had defense, and they were going to pound you. They were going to run the ball, run the ball, and then throw. Run the ball, run the ball, throw. They were going to beat you up. That is not the Steelers of today. They're throwing the ball, 40, 50 times a game. Ben Roethlisberger looks hurt. He looks old. Or is it both? Is he afraid? Is he afraid to, to scramble? Because right now he's just a sitting duck in the pocket. Mike Tomlin I had earlier in the year as the coach of the year. Well, his team is failing him or is it, is it coaching? I don't know. But the team is not showing up. There's a few injuries, yes, but everybody's having injuries right about now. But the Pittsburgh Steelers look sad. And Juju Smith, let me talk to you directly, brother. If you're going to dance on somebody's logo, you need to show up. No, you got pop coming across the middle. I bet you won't dance on anybody else's logo now, will you? <laughs> you got pop. I'm so sad, though, because if you're going to dance on somebody's logo, you're supposed to be the big dog. You're supposed to have the, the big cojones. However, they showed you who had the bigger cojones. So you came across the middle. The Bengals actually put the wood on everybody, and they out physical the Pittsburgh Steelers. Back in the day, you wouldn't have said that. So, Vic, I just wanted to hear your take. But the Steelers are who their record says they are. And Mike Tomlin says they're not a very good team right now. And that's three in a row for them. Three weeks in a row. Three weeks in a row. You are correct. This is my division, AFC North. As we have shared for the last 12 weeks of this show, I am a diehard Baltimore Ravens fan. But I'm an NFL fan overall. And I have to channel one of my favorite coaches of all time the late, great Danny Green. And he says, they are who we thought they were. And he let them off the hook. You want to clown them? Clown them. Look, the Steelers had paid to a point where they were the big dogs. Well, they had the big bark. And they found some jokers that are ready to bite. And I tell you right now, it is sad to watch this steel curtain crumble. 
This is not, this is, this is paper tigers right here. I do not know what happened. I do not. However, because they have on this three game losing streak and now the Ravens are on a three game winning streak. Yes. The Ravens are mathematically eliminated from clinching the division, but them Cleveland Browns, uh oh, they have a chance to actually do something this year, like win the division. They're only a game out, while the Ravens are two games out. But the Ravens lost two times to them Steelers that we know who they we know who they were. But we didn't bring our game, and that upsets me even more because I know we got a better team. Yet scoreboard, both games. Mike Thomas said it. We're playing JV. He knows the Ravens beat them. We beat them in every statistical category except for the scoreboard. And that's what it is. So easily they could be what? Uh what 11 to 5 right now or 10 and 5, 10 and 6, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They're they are still number one in that division, but they're not a strong team. We talked about power rankings earlier in the year. They are slowly falling down. They're not in the top six in the AFC. No, no, they cannot be. Because the teams are supposed to beat, they're not winning. That was supposed to be the tune-up match. That was supposed to be Mike Tyson versus Buster Douglas type match. Like, this is just the, let me get to the real main event. Did they overlook them? I don't know. But I tell you one thing, like you said, Juju Smith, you can't do like the Titans do. Titans will come out there and be right in the center of your logo and then run all over you. You tried something, and they said, not in my house, partner. How, how classic is it that you dance on the logo? You go out there, catch your ball, and guess what? Drew Smith is a USC alum. That you know, that's my school. And then you get laid out, and then, bumbo. Yeah, it was downhill from there. Downhill from there. Bengals did what they supposed to do: protect your house. Every team in the league should watch that and say, "I'm gonna protect my house. I don't care what record you have." At the end of the day, it is grown men on this field. Every team has a chance to win in NFL. And they showed you, I'm not scared of your record, because at the end of the day, AFC North is the black and blue division. So what does this lead to Steelers? They're a playoff team, but they're not going to last long. Playing like that, they will not get past the Buffalo Bills. They're definitely not going to get past the Kansas City Chiefs. And if they had to face the Titans again, not happening. So their their, their strength of what's, lead, what's left for the rest of the season, I think they play the Colts next, and then they play who else? Cleveland Browns, the last game of the season. And if they lose this next game against the Colts and then they play against the Cleveland Browns, that's a chance for the Cleveland Browns to actually win the division. So stay tuned what's happening to AFC North. But I think it's that time to consider will Ben be back on that team? And, and what just happened? What just happened? I, I, I'm, I'm speechless. Yeah, I'm concerned that uh, yeah. this may be it for Ben. Uh, not really concerned, but I think he's in his last days. Uh, Drew Brees. But I think we're we're seeing the end of days really for for both of them. So Steelers, ooh, we you guys got a tough road to hoe. Tough road to hoe. It's self-inflicted. They had an opportunity to clinch the division the last few weeks. Now they left a small window open for other teams to get it. And again, uh it's really up for the Cleveland Browns to take. I I I I have to look at the records again, but I believe that uh the Baltimore Ravens are mathematically eliminated from clinching the division. Hey, we're just still on life support. We're just trying to get into the playoffs. So they're on a small win streak now, but it's be an interesting race again between Cleveland Browns and the, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, particularly because the last game of the season is against each other. And it could potentially be for the division crown. Yeah. And when's the last time that we had that conversation? I mean, this year we're, we're talking 
you know, about teams that as long as I've been paying attention to football, we haven't really brought up. So this is, it's a little weird to me, but, um, you know, there are a lot of things that are weird about uh, this time right now. And, you know, I, I always hate when it's time to go, but it, it definitely is that time. So my last comment is um, related to where we are in, um, in this country as it relates to racial injustice and Black Lives Matter and such. And during the summer, if you remember when everything was kind of on pause, we had a lot of organizations, a lot of people saying, you know, Black Lives Matter and changing their social media handles and, and yielding the floor and saying that they were going to do better. And we're not seeing that as much. Um, a lot of times what, I, what I'm seeing on my circles is, oh, those things were just performative. And for me, I'm looking to see what actually is changing after that. And I saw that the Jets have made a pretty significant donation to uh, four different organizations that are serving these purposes, serving these goals in that area. So my challenge to you all is, is to look at what's actually being done. Hold those corporations that you support accountable. Hold those legislators that, that either you voted for or that are in office representing you, hold them accountable. We are not just pawns to be, to be used. You know, we need to hold those people accountable and make sure that they're putting their money where their mouth is, which we're seeing as it relates to this, this bill that right now is on the table. Rest in peace to one of my favorite football players from the 90s, Kevin Green, Hall of Famer, I uh, recently died this week at the age of 58. While many of us remember him uh, for the Steelers for those two years that they actually played for the Steelers, the majority of his time was actually for the Rams. A shout out to my uncle Jeff, who's that's his favorite team. But I remember Kevin Green vividly when he played with the Pittsburgh Steelers and what they did on that defense. And I loved watching his passion. As a high school football player myself, I never made it past that point. I love that passion. I'd like to emulate what he did on the field. He played with great passion, enthusiasm, and he hit and he put everything in it. Not only that, what I really liked about Kevin Green, if you really researched him, he was a captain in the National Guard. And so uh, he was a patriot. And so 2020 has been very rough for many of us. Uh, it hit the sports world extremely hard. And so just want to give Kevin Green a, a rest in peace. Uh, thoughts and prayers for his family. Uh, he's a, a real man's man, and he'll definitely be missed uh, in the world of sports. What I want to take to the house is two things. First and foremost, I'm a fan like you. We should, we're fans. Fan of sports, whatever particular sport that you love. But let's also be a fan of life, your neighbor's life, your family's life. And what I mean is let's be conscious of the things that we're doing with our hand washing, social distancing, wearing a mask. Let's be a fan of life. And you can be contributing to saving somebody's life just by doing those things, which CDC is recommending. And the last thing I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. The crew of Taking It to the House want to say Merry Christmas and we'll see you next week. We almost went live for real. <laughs> <laughs>
is Merry Christmas. The crew of Taking It to the House want to wish you a Merry Christmas and we'll see you next year, next week, excuse me.